Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. Hello and welcome to Boozy Books and Movies. My name is Colton. My name's Melina. And today we're going to be finishing the Marysville Hole chapter of the Stephen King book, The Outsider. <laughs> Since last week we only got through one section. One fucking section. <laughs> <laughs> that was a massive one, and it took us like 40 minutes to finish. <laughs> yeah, I, I like barely had to talk. I just like put little quips in there. And, uh, that was it. You did yeah. nothing last week. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but first... Alcohol. Of course. <laughs> so I have this blue thing in front of me. Yeah, it's just blue. I don't know what it is. Let's do a smell test. Um, doesn't smell like uh, blueberries. It should smell like your childhood. My childhood, huh? Crappy candy. <laughs> candy, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> if you want to see what this beautiful blue concoction is go on to our instagram page at boozy books and movies i have no idea no idea what it is what is this bitch where'd you go you're grabbing something okay oh it's a jolly rancher a little jolly jar so you know how this works do you uh put it in a blender no you put them in here i've been hiding this hiding this for you for a couple days <laughs> shaking it every once in a while. So what you have to do is you put, um, it's like eight ounces of vodka, and then you put pop full Jolly Ranchers in there, and you mix it around. Wow. And, yep, you just have to kind of wait for them to dissolve. Wow, so the Jolly Ranchers dissolve in the vodka. That's crazy. Yep. Jolly Rancher vodka. Two ingredients. That's easy. I used the blue ones because those are my favorite. Yeah. Oh, but I'm sure you could do any kind of Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, of course. That's I just crazy. didn't really, I don't know, I don't really like any Jolly Ranchers besides the blue ones. So. Sure, sure. All right, hey, that's crazy. That's, a, that's a pretty good. It's definitely a shot, though. It's a lot of vodka. Four I mean, it's for... literally like pure vodka just infused with Jolly Rancher flavor pretty yep. much. So. Yeah, you'll get fucked up real, real easy on this, mm-hmm. so we'll see how the rest of this episode goes. <laughs> So last week, if you remember, uh, Ralph and Holly Bear went into the Marysville Hole, down into the Chamber of Sound, and they met the outsider craziness, Boom Shakalaka. Talked about some stuff, figured out how to make the how the outsider ticks and stuff, and then they were like, "Fuck it!" And Holly beat his ass with a goddamn sock with rocks in it. And he died, and all the worms just fell out of his face. It was crazy. Yeah. And then they left the hole. Yep. That, that was it. <laughs> that was the whole fucking section. I summed it up. And it was it's, a lot of conversation. <laughs> it was a lot of conversation. So, hey, if you uh, want to hear a little bit of that conversation, go back to last week's episode and check it out. You know what I mean, man? But, yeah, it took like 40 fucking minutes to talk about <laughs> that shit. That was the longest section of my life. <laughs> But this week, maybe you'll talk a little bit more, you kumquat. <laughs> also, if you want to uh, see the pictures of our drink, they will be on Instagram, at Boozy Books and Movies. And then if you want to check out our Twitter, we'll keep you updated on episodes and whatever else is going on with us. Um, that's at Boozy Book Movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Boop.
Section 22. Sunlight had never felt so good. They had to stop near the chief Ahiga sign. Holly felt lightheaded. She glanced over at Jack's body and began crying because, yeah, the Ahiga sign was where they, you know, they had the standoff of Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph put an arm around her shoulders and she continued crying into Ralph's shirt. In about a minute, she was done. She looked up at Ralph and said, I can't do it again, Bill. Not ever. And if this one comes back the way Brady did, I'll kill myself. Jesus. Ralph shook her gently and told her that he wasn't coming back. She kind of came to her senses after that and said she went to say Ralph, not Bill. <laughs> and then asked if he saw the worms that came out of him. Ralph asked her who taught her to make a blackjack out of a sock. She says Bill did. It had ball bearings. That's what she had bought in the automotive department in the Flint City Walmart. Yep. We finally, <laughs> finally got found out what, everything that she had bought. <laughs> she said that she got it because she can't use guns, so she wanted something, but she didn't think she would have to use it. The happy slapper. <laughs> no, nothing happy about that slapper. <laughs> Ralph went over to Jack's body and hunted for his keys. They started stumbling down the path back to you. Yeah, fuck you. My section takes half an hour. Your section took 30 seconds. (laughs) All right, section 23. They were most of the way down the path when a horn started to beep in short bursts. Holly was really nervous, but Ralph said that it was probably Yoon Sablo. Uh, When they made it around the corner, Yoon was sitting half in, half out of Jack's pickup truck. His bloody left arm was lying in his lap like a log. He was still honking the horn, though. (laughs) Ralph said, You can quit that now. Mother and father are here. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Mother and father are here. Uh, Sablo says, My arm hurts like blue fuck, but otherwise I'm okay. Did you get him, El Cuco? What is blue fuck? (laughs) I don't know. When I read that, I was like, Hurts like blue fuck? What the fuck is blue fuck? I think that's just like... A, a guy thing, like I don't know, just um, you just put random words with fuck oh, and. I did want to say that Holly always talks about how Ralph needs to improve his humor. Uh-huh. Well, I actually personally think the things that Ralph says are funny. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sablo asked if they got El Cuco. And Ralph said, yes, Holly got him. He wasn't human, but he died just the same. Sablo said, how did Holly get him? And Ralph said, we will talk about that later. First, are you okay? Sablo says, I got a little dizzy walking over to the truck. It seemed to take forever. I was hoping to be at the entrance um, when you guys got out, but then I found this truck. Must belong to the shooter, shooter John P. Hoskins. Is this who I think it is? Because Sablo was um, a lieutenant, state state police state lieutenant. Trooper, yeah. So he wouldn't have interacted with Jack like Ralph had, you know. Right. So Ralph said, yep, it's Jack of the Flint City Police. And it was. He is dead, too. (laughs) Everyone's dead. The outsider sent him. How he managed that, I have no idea. Ralph said that he found the the keys to Jack's truck, which was good. Ralph, er, Holly said that she had something for the pain for Sablo because he would been fucking shot yeah um and she pulled out like a huge ass thing of prescription drugs shouldn't she have given him that before they that's what him? i was fucking thinking <laughs> but then again they were also kind of trying to run away from that's the shooter true. they were having a yeah they were actively being shot at yep <laughs> so i guess it wasn't like the first yeah yeah but still you left the poor guy alone with his thoughts and his pain for yep who Hopefully the bullet went straight through his arm. Like, you know, hopefully it's not digging around in there. I'm glad they didn't hit an artery. Like... They could have been in there for a little... It sounded like they spent a long time going through that cave. Like, that that wasn't... I bet they did. Yeah. They probably were gone for well over an hour, at least. Probably, yeah. 
I mean, and so. then, fuck, they talked to the outsider for a long time, Yeah, too, that all would have taken a long time. Oh, so. yeah. So Ralph said, uh, what else do you have in your uh, suit coat? Because she she pulled out the drugs from her suit coat, which was also where she had the UV light and also the fucking sock. The happy slapper. Yeah, so her suit, it just is a magic suit, of, you know. It's Mary Poppins. Mary, Mary fucking Poppins suit. So Ralph is like, what else do you have in there? A camp stove, coffee pot, shortwave radio? Holly said, work in that sense of humor, Ralph. <laughs> Holly began to list off all the prescription drugs she had in her bag, and the guys looked at her. She said, what? Yoon said, I admire a woman who comes prepared for all eventualities, and he swallowed some pills that he that she gave him. <laughs> Ralph said that the fire truck should be coming soon. Um, Ralph shouldn't be here when they do, um, and because that he'll be in the hospital, and Holly is going to take him there. Ralph said that he has no intention of leaving Howie and Alec where they lay, in, next to the burning vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yoon says, um, <laughs> messing up a crime scene is generally frowned upon, um, but Ralph said, I know, but I won't allow two good men to cook in the hot sun and next to a burning vehicle. Do you have a problem with that? Yoon says, nope. <laughs> yeah, well, well he's, he shook his head no and said a Spanish phrase, <clears throat> poor supuesto, no. I don't know what that is. Poor means what, four, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Ralph asked how the drugs were working, and Yoon said, they're, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, Ralph says that before they go, they all need to talk. Yoon asks what about, and Holly responds with about how we are going to spl- explain this. Because this is kind of fucked Honestly, up. Honestly, <laughs> we can't tell the truth. They'll all end up thrown in the loony bin. Yeah, so, no shit. <laughs> yeah, was that the end of 23? Oh, yeah. Okay, 24. So, I have, once they were in the parking lot, Ralph got out of the truck. So, oh, yeah, because they were in the parking lot. They were, like, by the service shed. Mm-hmm. So, they kind of dropped, like, Ralph off near um, Howie and Alec. <laughs> Um, Holly, Holly got out too and she gave Ralph a big hug. The SUV had mostly burned itself out and the smoke was thinning. Yoon got carefully into the passenger seat with lots of wincing from pain and Yoon asked Ralph if he was sure that the outsider was dead and Ralph said yes. He didn't exactly melt like the Wicked Witch of the West, but (laughs) close. (laughs) Ralph said when shit hits the fan out here, they're going to find nothing but his clothes and maybe a bunch of dead worms. Yoon's like, worms but holly <laughs> just goes on to say that based on how fast they were dying that the worms would be would decay rapidly but there would be dna on the clothes that would match claude's ralph says maybe even a mix between claude's and terry's dna because the changeover wasn't complete yet which means claude will be all right ralph hands you his phone and tells him to make calls as soon as he gets bars on his phone ralph asks if he knows what order to call people in Yoon starts to list them off, and they could hear faint sirens in the distance. Like, so the fire truck or police trucks are coming, you know, when they saw the smoke. Yep. Um, so, first person Yoon has to call is Bill Samuels, then Jeannie, Ralph's wife, then Chief Geller, and then Horace Kinney of the Texas Highway Patrol. And Ralph has all of the numbers in his contacts, and they will go talk to the Boltons in person. Holly says she will talk to them because you needs to sit and rest his arm. Ralph says it is very important that Claude and Lovey get on board with the story. Holly says they need to keep the story simple and as close to the truth as possible. Yoon looks at Holly and says, You've been through this before, or at least something similar, haven't you? Holly says, Yes, and they will believe them, even if they are left with questions that will never be answered. Ralph, the sirens are getting closer. 
and you guys need to go. Or, Ralph. What? Ralph, the sirens are getting closer. They need to go. Oh, like, Holly and you need to go because the sirens are getting closer. Because they were afraid that they wouldn't be able to get it. I mean, obviously, you can't just, like, leave the crime scene to what, like, they're doing. <laughs> but Ralph closed the passenger door and watched them drive away. Ralph went over to Alex's body first. The vehicle fire was almost out, but the heat was still fierce. Alex is... Alex's face and arms had blackened and his hair had all burned off. Ralph grabbed him by the belt and started dragging him to the gift shop. He had to let go and puke. When he got, like, halfway there, he just, like, couldn't do it. So he went back and finished dragging Alex's body into the shade by the gift shop. He then did the same with Howie's body. He rested for a minute, then broke the padlock on the gift shop door and went in. There were a few souvenir t-shirts left, and he grabbed two and took them outside and covered um, their faces with them. Ralph sat beside them and started to wonder if their deaths were his fault, and thought about how the chain of events would lead back to the public arrest of Terry Maitland every time. Aww. Which was his fault. But yep. if they if he wouldn't have done that, then they you know, they wouldn't have been on the outsider's case. Right. You know? I think that Howie and Alec, yes, it's terrible that they died. But they all knew what they were getting into. They all knew that they could possibly all die trying to save the lives of children that the outsider would kill in the future. Yep. Like, and not just children. The whole family yeah. of the victims and the murder. Yeah. Like, yeah. For real. So, let's see. He thought about what Holly had said. They will believe us, and you both know why. Ralph thought about how they would be believed, because to admit any other possibility was to call reality itself into question. The irony was inescapable. The very thing that had protected the outsider during its long life of murder would now protect them. No one to the universe, Ralph thought. Alright, 25. Hallie, Holly, fuck Hallie. Holly is driving to the Bolton's home. Um, she is bolt upright with both hands on the steering wheel at 10 and 2. She listened to Yoon as he made the calls. Bill Samuels was the first call, and he was horrified that Howie and Alec were dead. Yoon said that the questions would have to wait for later, and he needed Bill to question every single witness again, starting with Willow Rainwater. So the the original witnesses um, that Ralph questioned in the Maitland case, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to try to question them again. Yoon said... That Bill needed to straight out tell her that serious questions had been raised about the identity of the man she had taken from the strip club to the train station and to ask her um, if she was sure that that person had been Terry Maitland. I'm drunk. Um, Really hard to see when you're drunk. So Sablo wanted Bill to question her in a way that plants doubt in her mind that it was actually Terry Maitland. Samuel said, sure, I've been doing it in front of juries for five years. Now tell me about Howie and Alec. Yoon said, later, time is tight. Talk to the witnesses, starting with Rainwater and something else. The meeting we had two nights ago. This is muy importante, so listen up, dot dot dot. Samuels listened, Samuels agreed, and Yoon moved on to Jeannie, the next person. Mm-hmm. So so they don't the book doesn't actually tell us what specifically right. was it's said. It's very until later on, it's very like hush hush about yeah, what, their plan. What exactly they're telling people. Yeah. Um, so the call uh, for, between Sablo and Jeannie took a lot longer. Jeannie is Ralph's wife. Um, that, that call took a little bit look a little bit longer. I could see why. I feel like she's a very forceful woman too, Jeannie. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my husband? 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially because he wasn't in the car and... Right, it's not yeah. him that's calling her. It's uh-huh. Sablo. From Ralph's phone! So immediately, if you're gonna call... From Ralph's you're like, phone. oh shit, Ralph's fucking dead. My boy don't have a father. Everybody's dead. Everything went to shit. You know, that's just immediately what I would think, probably, if I was yeah. getting, you know... I mean, fuck, that's fucked up. <laughs> but uh, it says that she needed a, um, and she needed and deserved a much fuller explanation of the events. Um, so when Sablo finished, um, there were tears, but mostly um, tears of relief because Ralph was okay. Jeannie agreed to what she needed to do. And then that's it. That's all the information they give you. There's, it's just hush, hush on this shit so they, the whole the plan is under wraps until the next chapter if you can't tell mm-hmm. <laughs> um <clears throat> so the next call um was going to be to the flint city chief of police um when but before he could make the call two texas patrol cars blasted past them heading towards the marysville hole and so it was very clear that now it's like okay there's some shit going on in the marysville mm-hmm. hole we gotta get some policia in there and that bitch yeah um, so Yoon says, uh, if we're lucky, one of those cops is the guy who talked to the Boltons. Uh, Stape, I think his name was. Holly said, no, his name was Sipe, because she's a badass. And then she asked, uh, Sablo how his arm was, and, uh, after he said it was alright or whatever, he, well, he wanted more drugs, and she said, no, you can't, you know, can't mix drugs, and you can't take them too, you know, close to, together mm-hmm. or whatever, because Holly's badass. Uh, but then she was like, make the other calls, bitch! Well, she didn't really say that, but she said, make the other call and first go to your recents in, in the phone and delete the calls you've already made um, because there mm-hmm. shouldn't be any evidence of this, yes. obviously. And so Sablo says, you would have made a hell of a crook, senorita. And um, she said, just be careful, prudente. <laughs> I don't know, Spanish. <laughs> and that's the end of section 25. Section 26. Claude had taken a first aid course in prison, so he bandaged up Yoon while Holly talked to Lovey. While Holly talked. Wow. I'm drunk too. Um, (laughs) Lovey had some back pain medication that they gave Yoon as well. We still don't know what the story is that they're all going to tell, like, the officials, is Mm -hmm. what I have written down, because they kind of do the same exact thing here. It just says Holly talked to Lovey. So, like, it doesn't say what they talked about. Okay, so Claude says, oh, so, like, we just, like, pick up in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. So Claude says, you saw him. He was hiding in that cave, and you saw him. Holly says, yes, he looked almost exactly like you. Then Lovey asks if she would have known the difference between the outsider and her son. Holly says that she was sure of it. She then asks Yoon if he was ready to go. Yoon says, yeah, one great thing about hard drugs, everything still hurts, but you don't give a shit. Claude bursts out laughing and tells you, you got that right, brother. And then notice Lovey frowning, frowning at him and apologize to her. <laughs> Holly asks Claude if he understands the story he has to tell. Claude says, yes, that so the Flint City DA is thinking of reopening the Maitland case, and you all came down here to question me. Holly asked what he said during the questioning, and Claude responded with, that the more I think about it, the more I'm sure it wasn't Coach Terry I saw that night, just someone who looked kind of like him. Yoon asked what else, and Levy said, the bunch of you stopped by this morning to say goodbye, and to ask if there was anything we might have forgotten. While you were getting ready to leave, there was a phone call on the landline. The man said he worked with Detective Anderson. The man told Detective Anderson, the fellow you were all looking for, the real killer, was hiding out in the Marysville Hole. Holly tells him to stick to that story and thanks them. 
Luffy says no, they should be thanking her. And then Luffy, like, told Holly, get over here, and she gave her a big hug. Oh, Mama Bear, oh, Mama Lovey Bowl, let's go! So the idea is that they got a tip that the outsider right. was at the Marysville Hole, and that's where they're kind of going. Yeah, uh, the real killers. Right, well, right, the, the real killer. story. Yeah, yeah. Which would just seem like the strangest, like, thing, but we'll find out later what the whole deal is sure. with that. <laughs> Section 27. Marcy Maitland <laughs> was very wary of callers since her husband's arrest. Because obviously, if the whole town hates your husband, then you're not going to answer the door and or she's answer probably calls. gotten death threats. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. Guaranteed. All sorts of things. People are fucked up. Which the whole, I mean, the whole point that they're, like, because they didn't, because once the outsider died, they didn't have to go back and clear Terry's name. But that no. was what they wanted to do. They wanted to nice. make it right. Well, and Crazy. you think Ralph could have lived with that on his conscience? That he, I mean, he he, al- he already yeah. is, yeah, knows that he fucked up. Yeah. And that that's pretty much the only reason why he even, like, went along with everything that was going on was because he wanted to make it right. Yep. So, when there was a knock at Marcy's door, she first went to the window to see who it was, and it was Jeannie Anderson, mm-hmm. Ralph's wife. Um, and... Marcy noticed that it looked like Jeannie had been crying. So Marcy ran to the door and she opened the door. And yes, those were definitely tears. And as soon as Jeannie saw Marcy, her tears started again. Uh, Marcy asked what was wrong and Jeannie asked where the kids were. And I guess they were in the back playing or whatever. So Jeannie took Marcy by the arm and um, they went to the living room. Jeannie started, she said, there's good news, but there's also terrible news. Um, <laughs> I must have been drunk when I wrote these notes. Uh, <laughs> I, I said, Jeannie told Marcy about the dead hoes. <laughs> what the fuck? What does that even mean? I.e. Howie and Alec. <laughs> dead bitches. <laughs> you wrote that on purpose? <laughs> you called poor dead Howie and Alec dead hoes? <laughs> Do you want to read this? Yeah. Dead hose. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you even I don't know. Poor Howie and <laughs> Marcy says, how could there even be good news? Everything just keeps getting worse. My husband is dead and now this. All these hoes are dead and I don't, I don't think I'll ever be good again. <laughs> Jeannie says, stop it. Nothing can bring Terry back, but two good men died to redeem his name and give your girls a chance in this town. I'll have to talk to Elaine Gold after I leave. That's going to be awful. (laughs) Yoon has been hurt. Ralph risked his life. I know you are in pain, but this part is not about you. Shut the fuck up, bitch. She didn't say that part. Ralph needs your help. So do the others. So pull yourself together and listen. Bitch. Everything Holly said was true. There was an outsider. They found him. They killed him. He looked like Claude Bolton, who was miles away. Who, the the actual Claude Mm -hmm. Bolton was miles away. Everything thinks that... Everyone thinks that we can clear Terry's name, and everything will be okay. But only if we all tell the same story. Can you do that? She says, yarp. Mm -hmm. The meeting we had... Um, you know, where all the group, the whole gaggle got together with the projector and the and the cuckoo and all that stuff. She <laughs> said, the meeting we had together was only about trying to clear Terry's name, nothing else. 
At the meeting, Bill Samuels agreed to re-interview all the witnesses. The reason why we couldn't start with Claude is because he was in Texas, helping out with his mother, who is not well. Howie suggested that he, Alec, Holly, and Ralph go down there and question Claude, and Yoon said that he would join them if possible. Do you remember all that? And Marcy says, yup. We all thought it was an excellent idea, but I don't remember who Holly was, uh, why, I don't remember uh, why Holly was at the meeting. And so Jeannie says, she was an investigator Alec hired to check on Terry's movements in Ohio. She got interested in the case and came down to see if she could help. Remember now? And Marcy says, yep. And so then Jeannie says, we never discussed shape, sh- shape changers, El Cucos, or ghost projections. And... Marcy said, nope. And Jeannie said, we thought that someone who looked like Terry killed the Peterson boy and tried to frame it on him. We called this person the outsider. And Marcy said, yup. And that's the end of that section and the end of that chapter. Finally, the Marysville hole has come to an end. And that is the end of this episode. Next chapter is the last chapter of the book. It's called Flint City, parenthesis, after and parenthesis that is gonna be the end of the book and then once we finish the book we're gonna watch the fucking show the hbo show should be a good old watch mm-hmm. and then we're gonna compare it to the book and see how different it is how we liked it which one we like more all that good stuff so make sure to check in next week when we finish the book whatnot and then we'll get on with the show okay yeah goodbye Thanks for listening, and you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com. And our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.